Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, September 7th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. It is game day. Get it together, Roush. It's NFL game day. The start of the new season tonight with the Detroit Lions traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs at 820. I'm pumped up about it. I bet you're pumped up about it. We're going to talk about it, and I hope everybody's having a good morning. Nick Roush, how are you? Oh, man, I woke up this morning, and the sun was shining bright over our old Kentucky home. Uh, Is there clouds covering it? Yes, but it doesn't matter because today is the day, the day we've been waiting for. It's finally here. Sports gambling arrives in Kentucky. TJ, I don't have to drive to Indiana to make a bet, and it just, oh, I'm a little... I'm a little emotional. This is never thought this day would happen, and it's here. It's here. Something we talked about. You know, were we the driving force behind this change in Kentucky? No, but we did our part. We helped. Uh, we complained. We whined about it for years and years and years and years and years. And finally, it has happened. As of what is it? 11 a.m. this morning. 10 a.m. this morning. You'll be able to go into a building and place a sports bet in Kentucky. Uh, you may be saying, "Well, I thought we could bet on horses for over a hundred years." Isn't that horse? Isn't that sports betting? It is. Uh, they just they they wanted to monopolize the horse racing industry, and they couldn't do it forever. And this is now no longer forever. So uh, you can do it online, and probably at what is it? Three weeks, I think you're going to be able to do it two on weeks. your phone. Two weeks, September twenty eighth. Well, wouldn't that that be that'd be three weeks? No, or I thought it was the twenty first, which would be two I, weeks. Am I, uh, yeah. I well, twenty eight is three is three weeks. I thought it well, was. The I, end of, I, I just got bad math. I don't know. I think it's the twenty eighth. I think you're right, but that would be three weeks. Just counting it in my head. Uh, but regardless, you can place a physical bet in a physical location. Yeah, September twenty eighth. Yeah, bad okay. math on my part. Three weeks. Three weeks. And we're pumped up about that. Justin Kalen, how are you? 
I'm bummed out now because I thought the online or the yeah online gambling would be the 21st. So now I have to wait three more weeks to place a bet over while I'm working in Kentucky. But no, I'm I'm good. I I'm a little tired. It was really hard for me to wake up this morning. I opened my eyes and it was so freaking dark outside. I I want summer back so so bad. It was so much easier to wake up when the sun's already up and you can see that it's light outside. So I've got to get my body used to waking up while it's dark again. So. Not not easy. Yeah, when, when Roush was like, the sun was shining, I was like, well, not literally the sun <laughs> is shining just yet. I mean, I get his overall point, but I think it's starting to peek through. So, yeah, and, and it comes quicker in the south end. No, you think it'd come quicker in the east end, actually. But regardless, it is a good day for Kentucky. It's a good day for America. The NFL is back. We get sports gambling in Kentucky. We're pumped to talk about it. I am also not okay, Scoot. Uh, I don't think there's anything left for my body to sneeze or you know to blow out of my nose um allergies just absolutely kicked my butt yesterday and then i woke up in the middle of the night my eyes were like super puffy and i just had to blow my nose for what seemed to be like three or four minutes straight and that's not even the worst part uh and like I, i don't really ever try to take on a woe is me type of of personality or mindset. Uh, Everybody in their life has stuff going on. Inconveniences happen to people every single day. But in my sneezing, blowing my nose fit last night, I smell something. And like, you know, you think maybe with allergies, your smell is, is bad. I'm sure mine is probably not up to snuff, but this is, this can bypass all of my allergy inefficiencies i smell like the worst smell ever and it's not skunk bad it's not like i smell it's not like my dog got sprayed by a skunk but it's it's a bad smell but just kind of a different type of smell um it kind of smells like just poop it just kind of smells like poop and you know when you live with a toddler is did we forget to throw away a stinky diaper somewhere? Is was there a surprise somewhere that we didn't see? Um, we're not a hundred percent sure exactly what it is, but we smell something horribly. And then right at the corner of our room, right near where our fans are, so it's like blowing the smell directly into our nostrils. Our dog had thrown up, um, and what the mm. contents of what he threw up was what we suspected the smell to be. So it was like a double whammy of this nasty, terrible smell that was puke, but the contents of the puke were not, uh, you know, a number two type of thing. And it was the most disgusting thing in the world that in the middle of the night we had to pick up. Um, I didn't, I was going to do it all myself because I was the one that noticed it. It was a ton of whatever it was, very, very gross stuff. Uh, but the smell was so bad, it also woke up the wife, unfortunately. So we had to like turn on all the lights, pick it all up, clean it all up, um, and then worried that the dog could possibly do it again. You got to let him outside, get get him feeling better, get him to drink some water, put him in his cage because we can't have him throwing up again inside the room. So it's been a morning. It's been a night, to say the least. And so I'm I'm not the – my. I'm probably not in the best spirits I've ever been in my entire life when you combine the allergies, 
with having to clean up, throw up poop in the middle of the night. That's just the big man upstairs helping you out, getting you prepared for that second kid, because you never know what you're going to expect when that happens, right? Yeah, you just I'm just so sick of having to pick up after this dog. I love him. He's been in the family now for almost 10 years. But holy smokes, we're going in the wrong direction with him. He's supposed to be less maintenance, not more maintenance. And yeah, Scoots, you, you throw another kid into the equation and this dog still starts doing all the gross, nasty stuff he does, then we're in big trouble. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, I don't know about you, TJ. Love my dog, too. And he is uh, probably less maintenance um, than than your guy over there. But I, uh, after having kids, it's like, yeah, I don't think we need a, another dog after this for a while. Like we're We got plenty going on. Do we need a dog, too? I think we're good. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It is so true. I, and it reminds me of like my dad growing up and my stepdad growing up. And I'd always be like, you all are wet blankets. Why don't you want dogs? Dogs are the best. They're the most fun ever. And then you just get to being an adult and you're living just your normal life. And then, yeah, dog is fun. I enjoy going on walks with them. Every so often it's fun to just kind of cuddle and, you know, rub up and like scratch his ears and stuff like that. But it's just when you've got so much other stuff to take care of and then it's the middle of the night and you're cleaning throw up poop. It's I, I can totally relate to my dad and stepdad growing up just being like, yeah, we have a dog. But after this one, probably not going to have one for a while. And that's really what our family would do. We'd have a dog, then we wouldn't. And then a long time would pass and we wouldn't get another one. And then my dad, he had a dog, like a family dog that we had from kindergarten from all the way up to like high school. And this dog was a good dog. Um, but then after that, he just he, he's never had one since and he'll never have another one for the rest of his life. I don't know if I'd say that I don't want another dog for the rest of my life. I like dogs a lot, but I will I'll definitely Roush be ready for a little dog hiatus uh, down the road whenever that day comes that that this dog that Abe decides to to move on from our family. But Oh, goodness gracious. That stunk. Well, uh, I, I, uh, my kid just stepped in poop this morning. I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but it was <laughs> like, Hey, you have, oh, you have, how did you get poop on your socks? So, you know, that's just, <laughs> Oh, not even on his shoe on his socks. <laughs> well, I mean, he, granted he was using the restroom and it's like, Oh, I'm going to clean him up. And like, how did you, how did it, how did it get there? Like you just you don't know, you, you, but you're just like, all right, well, let's take the socks off. Like, oh, so it was his own. Clean. Yes, it was his own. <laughs> uh, That's what I was going to ask. Animal, human, what, 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 what are we working yeah, with? In yeah, the it was. Department? He just it kind of got away from him, I guess. Whenever he uh, <laughs> was trying to use the bathroom, I don't know. I don't know how it got there, but it got there. It got there. <laughs> well, I hope nobody's eating breakfast uh, during this <laughs> this early start of Kentucky roll call on Big X Sports Radio this morning. So between allergies and all that, I'm an absolute mess. But, Roush, you, you got me in a better mood just with your first in. We got sports gambling in Kentucky today. I am super mm. pumped up for the NFL tonight. L, their home opener against Murray State at Cardinal Stadium. Roush, are you going to be doing the AD run with Josh Hurd this morning, the new tradition at UofL? Um, I'm, I'm, no. No, I did do a long run yesterday. I saw where he's going to start running at 7 a.m. on game day, which, like, that's actually a great idea. Um, 
to just like get up early and do your run because you know you're going to be drinking. Like if this was the old AD, it would just be a Miller Lite run. Uh, but you know, like you're going to be drinking lots of beer, eating some food that's not good for you. So good to get the exercise over with early. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, it's during the show. Maybe he's listening to KRC while he's running. That's what that I was. Say, nice. That's what I was saying. I hope. So if you didn't see it, U of L's AD tweeted out. Josh heard. He said, hey, I want to start a new game day tradition on the morning of home games. We're, I'm going to go running, and I invite all you all to come running with me. And it, I, I just picture, like, Forrest Gump. Um, he said that all, like, uh, levels and distances are welcome, but that, you know. How long I don't know how that running? works. I don't know like, how that works either. Like, how long are you running, Josh? Because I imagine people are just going to want to run however long you're running. I mean – and the thing is, that's a just a horrific place to run. Like, are they just going to run to the end of the parking lot and back? I mean, that's a couple, that'd be a couple mile run, but like, not very scenic. Going through the green lot or whatever they're calling it now. <laughs> it just, you just go from the the stadium to the per the end of the purple lot or whatever, and then all the way back. <laughs> Would be a long run. That's a yeah, huge, yeah. huge parking lot. Uh, no, actually, like while it's fun to make fun of U of L. I think this is a fun, cute little idea, and I bet it'll probably pick up steam. And for big game days, I'd imagine they'd have a nice little crowd for it. And- I, I just like to imagine her being the like they they dealt with this evil empire forever. And now they've got Forrest Gump running the athletic department. We're just going for a run. It's a change. It's a it's a it's a change for sure. But they'll be they'll be doing that. And I thought the same thing. No better radio show to listen to on their run than Kentucky Roll Call to get their day started. So uh, yeah, you, you get the Cardinal March before the game, and you get the Cardinal run hours and hours before. Um, yeah, I hope I hope that they're safe. Hope everybody's wearing reflective gear because, as Scoot said, it's still pretty pretty dark outside there but we've got a lot to get to on today's show uh not all bad news in my house my lap my old laptop is working again it's a christmas miracle and it it sounds so much better tj good job well that other microphone expensive microphone i just think the settings of it are kind of wonky but uh, this is interesting. So, like, my screen got messed up. I think the long and short of it was at a, my fantasy draft on Thursday night. I think a buddy spilled beer, and I, I didn't think anything of it. And, like, we picked it up and cleaned it. But I think it got inside my laptop and inside my laptop screen. And you all saw it on Friday. It was just, like, yeah. the whole thing looked like the Matrix with, like, it was blinking and flashing. And there's, like, a little part of the screen that worked. And if I could drag things down to that little part of the screen – but then my mouse wasn't really totally operating. Now it's just like the probably 10% of the left screen is really messed up and does like not work. But 90% of the screen on the other side does work and it's operable. So uh, I'm excited about that. So that's good news at least. I've got that going for me. So back on the old computer for now. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. I've got other great news to share too. Share it, share it, share it. It's free coffee Thursday at Thornton's. Free coffee Thursday Ooh. at Thornton's with your refreshing rewards app. Download it today and visit your neighborhood Thornton's. Um, I I recently have like you know I'm I'm one of those like beer coffee all of them. I like to change up my flavors or else I just get bored with it. And I've I, I was on the breakfast blend. And then I would treat myself in the afternoons with a little bit of French vanilla creamer as like a sweet treat. 
But the Special House Reserve, just straight black coffee, Special House Reserve, hits the spot. Go in to Thornton's today. Try it. Use your refreshing rewards app. Click that button for three free coffee. It's a great way to start your day. And uh, frankly, I'm just I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. What a treat! We get free coffee. We get football, NFL football tonight. I'm going to tailgate today for the. I mean, I just I get to tailgate. That's going to be incredible. And we get to place sports bets in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And TJ, I I think. Um, I think I decided what my first wager is going to be, and it's not going to be a local team. I think I'm going to make a wager on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. I just, I can, I can feel it in my my bones, and it's not as fun. But I honestly, I just, I can't. Both the Murray State and Louisville, or Murray State, Louisville, and Lions, Chiefs. I'm having a hard time getting a good feeling on either side because. 42 and a half points is a lot of points for Louisville to win by. Um, they'll probably do it, but like that, that's still, still a lot of points. Um, and then minus, or I, I, have we, did we get any live movement following the Travis Kelsey news? Cause last I saw it was chiefs minus five. That's a weird number. And I could see the chiefs winning by less than like you, you can see a scenario where they kind of, play with their food a little bit, but then end up coming and beating the Lions by a field goal or scoring a touchdown to go up four or something like that late. So I, I've got a weird feeling about it. Maybe I just go with overs in both of them, but I, I don't know how to feel about the Lions in either game. Yeah, normally it's the Lions that will play with their food. hey Unless it's uh, Daniel. That, that's a good point. Good reference. Uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in on that. Yeah, I – don't you know with the U of L Murray State game that line being as big as it is? What's the over under on it? Fifty five. Fifty five. And see, there's a little eight. part of me thinking that that may be the play. That like, all right, if Louisville gave up thirty five points to Georgia Tech or whatever that score ended up being, they could probably give up like fourteen to to Murray State. I don't think that's crazy over the course of a sixty minute football game. So then, is U of L, you know, are they how how many are they scoring? Are they getting into the mid forties? Which I think they probably will too, because I think Brom's going to want to put up a lot of points with all the butts in the seats, and you know, send a strong message to home U of L football fans that we're going to be a fun team to watch. So keep filling up the stadium. So I think they're really going to try to pour it on tonight. So I kind of like the over there, and then I'm with you in Lions Chiefs that I don't have a great feel on it, but my gut tells me. Lions plus five, it's just too many points. It seems like a lot of Thursday night football games can come down to the wire. I totally can see the Chiefs kicking a field goal as time expires or with like two minutes left to go up by three. So I kind of lean towards the Lions, but Scooch, there's a part of me that feels like if I take the Lions tonight and then the Chiefs just roll, they win by 21, I'm going to feel like a real dum-dum because it's the Super Bowl returning Chiefs. It's going to be a big party in Kansas City tonight. They're obviously one of the most talented teams in the NFL with or without Travis Kelsey. So while I feel like my gut's telling me Lions, if one team's going to blow out another team tonight, it ain't going to be Detroit coming into Kansas City kicking some Chiefs' ass. No, and, and that's why I am on the Chiefs. And I know Travis Kelsey is a big loss for them. I'd much rather have him in this game. But I liked this line when I saw it initially at six and a half. And I just don't – it's down to four and a half for what it's worth, Roush. And I just – 
I don't know that Travis Kelsey is worth two points. And I, I know he's a heck of a player, and I'd, I'd like I said, I'd much rather have him out on the field. But I just think Kansas City rolls in this one, with or without Travis Kelsey. Scoots, can you name Patrick Mahomes's pass catchers with Travis Kelsey on the sideline? Uh, you've got Justin Ross, thanks to John from yesterday. I know that one. Um, you've got Kadarius. Who, who, Hasn't done anything in the NFL. Yeah, but he's uh, he's had gonna... neck surgery. He was a, awesome as a freshman, but had to have neck surgery to be able to just play football. According to John, he's going to be a breakout contender this year. So I'm okay. I'm going to keep he's my third eyes, on the depth chart. I'm going to yeah. keep my eyes open for him. Oh, you've also got Kadarius Tony, and why am I forgetting the number one? Because Tony is not going to be the number one. I can't remember the number one guy. Think Green Bay. Came from Green Bay. Oh, that's right. Valdez yeah. Scantling. That's right. Yeah, and he's not even – like he was Aaron Rodgers' third best receiver when he was in Green Bay. Uh, they also have Sky Moore too. But my overall point is, is like I could see – like Mahomes can make do with little talent out there. But, Absolutely. man, not having Travis – Kelsey is what opens things up for the others because they he draws so much attention from the defense. He's so good at finding holes in the defense. I don't know. I just worry about it. Now, granted, the Lions had the they gave up more points than any other team in the NFL last year. Even if they improve, it's still not going to be great. Fifty three is the total there, and so like that's uh, I'm bad at doing this math, but that's like a twenty seven to twenty two game is kind of what they're predicting there. I think. Um, I, like I said, I'm actually it's a little bit more than that. Twenty yeah, twenty eight to twenty four. Um, is close to that, uh, 28 and a half, 29. But I, I could see at least one team getting into the 30s. So maybe, I, th- I think that's ultimately what I'm going to decide with. Roush, you got yeah, just- to remember, though, with the Chiefs, when it comes to Travis Kelsey being out, they do have a serviceable backup tight end in Noah Gray who just hasn't gotten a whole lot of opportunities because of Kelsey. But when he has been out there, he's been really good. So Noah Gray, I think, could pick up some of the slack from Kelsey tonight. I, I think Chiefs roll. I, I kind of like the under between that, but it just kind of depends your preference on what you think NFL teams are more likely to do, to have a kind of a junk defense that has to figure it out early on, or maybe the offense has, uh, you know, chemistry isn't there yet, so the defense kind of shines. I lean towards the latter there more than the former, so I kind of like the under, but unders, one, are never all that fun to bet. And two, I, I think I would feel better about the Lions plus five, but I don't know. I haven't made up my mind on that. Maybe throughout the show today, Maybe people on the Thornton's text line can persuade us one way or another, uh, and maybe I'll just my gut will change as the show yeah. goes on. But Scoots, we, your confidence we, in Travis Kelsey yesterday, I do think it's not impossible he plays today, uh, which is kind of crazy to think given the injury. But if he does miss a game, it's probably just going to be tonight, which is great news for the Chiefs. Yeah, and you said it best yesterday before I knew all the injury news. If it's if it literally is just a couple week thing. And it is just going to be a game or two. Don't. There's no need to play him tonight. I mean, get the guy he- completely healthy. Although I do believe in Travis Kelsey, and once again, I think he is all that is man. But if if he is truly injured, I, you got to sit him out tonight. Just you don't need him. It'd be fine. I would just like to say that this is we're living in a world where the Detroit Lions are the marquee matchup to open an NFL season. They're the team that gets to play the defending Super Bowl champs. And I just, I, it, can they handle that? I mean, it's, 
I know they looked good last year, and Jared Goff and Amon Ross. Like I think Amon Ross St. Brown is is going to be a star, but it's just I. They're the Lions. I mean, I, hell, and I like Samuel Porter, the tight end they drafted out of Iowa. I think he's going to be a quality player for them. Uh, going to catch probably four passes tonight. And Jameer Gibbs, um, that was a weird draft pick, but like he feels like a plug and play can do a little bofa out of the backfield. It's just, it's just so bizarre that I mean the Lions have never been good in our lifetimes. Now they had that like two or three years where Stafford and Megatron were really rocking and rolling. But outside of that, I think the only playoff game they've won since we've been born was a wild card home game with Barry Sanders back in 1991. It's just, it's just, it's so hard to get past the stigma. And I just, I'm happy for them. I want them to do well. I know Mike Rutherford is one of their long suffering fans. I don't exactly know how he became a fan of that putrid franchise, but I, I, I hope that they don't uh, lay a dud tonight because you know that like that, that fan base deserves to have um, a few moments to enjoy the spotlight. I hope that Lucy doesn't pull the football out from them uh, just as soon as they, they thought they were going to get good, right? Like they had a chance to make the playoffs. They beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, but um, you know, the other, the ball doesn't bounce their way elsewhere. It would just, I, I know you're a fan of a rival fan base, CJ, but like it would be the most alliance thing ever for them to finally get good, finally have the season teed up for everything to go well. And then opening night, they get shellacked by the Chiefs, and then it's just nothing's ever as good as they thought it was. Well, I've got word from Lucy upstairs. She is going to be pulling the football from the Detroit Lions this year. Oh, no. It, 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 it's weird. It's it, it's like a very strange situation for somebody that kind of isn't 1,000% consumed by the NFL, but I follow the NFL, I think, more than maybe just the average sports fan for sure. and. People outside of Detroit, I think, are bigger believers in the Lions this year than actual Detroit media and Detroit fans. And maybe it's exactly what you're saying, Roush. Just Detroit fans are so used to having the football pulled away from them. They've had preseasons where they felt good about teams. You're right. They did make the playoffs with with Stafford and Megatron, and they thought, all right, well, maybe this is the start of, start of something there. But they've always been mostly at the bottom of the NFC North for our lifetimes. And it does seem like on paper they have maybe the most talented team in the NFC North outside of the Vikings, but everybody's kind of right there. But you talk to people in Detroit, you talk to people that cover the Lions, and they're still just not buying in. And maybe it's similar to like when UK media is picking the UK football schedule, and it's, I'm not picking UK to win a Mississippi State, so I see it first. Maybe some of those Detroit media members yeah, are saying, yeah. I'm not picking the Lions to win the North or go to the playoffs till I see it first. I'll be wrong before I pick that. So people outside of Detroit, high on the Lions, people inside Detroit, I think their fans are super excited for the season. Don't make no mistake about it. But I think there's it's a real cautious optimism that like, yeah, right when you start to believe in these guys, this is when you don't really, you, you, you get left disappointed. And I'll say this though. Their quarterback is Jared Goff. He's yeah, but Jared, yeah, but he was. I, I I don't I don't think he stinks now. I mean, of of the quarterbacks that have played in a Super Bowl, is he one of the best ones? No, but that's rarefied air. And he's shown it in Detroit that he's a 
good quarterback. I mean, he they had to win their games last year in spite of their defense. Their defense was putrid. So, it, it, I mean, is he great? No, but he's good enough to take uh, an average team and make them above average and go to the playoffs. I think he's – is he good enough to, to be a playoff quarterback? Probably so. I just – I don't know. I don't – I I guess I'll need to see it from him before I totally believe it for an entire season. Uh, and, and, you know, was the thing that was frustrating about the Lions keeping the Packers out of the playoffs last year is Goff didn't even play a good game. Like, he looked horrible. There's times he couldn't even hold on to the ball, and it looked like he had, at times, never thrown a football. Now it was, like, 10 degrees during that game. It was very cold. But uh, I'm just not a Jared Goff believer. That being said, I'd probably, you know, the, the Lions positional groups, there's a, lot to, there's a lot to like there across the board. Obviously, Dan Campbell is like a sweetheart NFL coach for a lot of people, for people like him. I just, I, I think the Lions are just as likely to finish last in the NFC North as they are to finish first in the NFC North. And I think NFC North is just the beautiful, beautiful division this year because I think it could shake out really any which way. I know the Viking. I think the are the Lions the favorite, like the Vegas favorite. Yes. Yep, they're the Vegas favorite, and then. Um... But when I, we did our NFL shows a couple of weeks back during the the August slog, I don't think anybody's worse than three to one. I think like plus three thirty was the highest odds, and the Packers might have been tied with the Bears for that. Because um, there's some right. there's some varying opinions on either team on how much they're going to move forward this year um, with some dramatic offseason changes. So. Um, that division is going to be fascinating. The one thing that the Lions have going for them too, TJ, and your Packers do, is the NFC stinks. Like if if this was divisionless football and or conferenceless football, like I think twelve. Like so, there's fourteen total teams that make the playoffs. I think ten or eleven would be from the AFC if if you were going just straight up off of overall record and not divisional standings because the. I, I just I have so much more faith in some of these AFC teams than I do in the NFC. I agree with you, Ralph. The NFC South is a hilariously bad division. I, I, you know, I think you could like you could combine the SEC All Stars, and they may be able to win in the in the NFC South. I'm saying that facetiously, but I also don't think that they would not win a game either. Um, but NFC South is an absolute joke. Who in the NFC West should scare another NFC team? The Niners are good. We'll give them that. Uh, Seattle shouldn't scare anybody. The Cardinals are going to be terrible. Oh, I, don't see be the, so I don't see the Rams taking a huge step back, although I do think they'll be better than last year. But still, I don't think it should be anything that should scare you. The Eagles should scare you in the NFC East. They're really good. And then the Giants, I think, are going to be solid. I think the Cowboys are going to be solid. But neither one should, you, you know. If Those, you those will be playoffs, frisky teams. If you meet them in the playoffs, you really shouldn't be shaking in your boots. Right, but it, right. it could be tough games. And then the commanders are going to be trash, so nothing to really fear there. Although, uh, go Chris Rodriguez. I hope he has I a th- great season. I, I think they'll be frisky. I don't know. I don't know why. You shouldn't be scared, I, of, you shouldn't be scared of the commanders. No, no, no. You shouldn't be. I, yeah. I've just I've I've talked I've listened to enough things that I've talked myself into Sam Howell being a decent quarterback. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, when I say decent, I mean like not as bad as Carson Wentz and probably better than Taylor Heineke, which is just like very low bars. Um, but nevertheless, like it is just so fun to just have these conversations where we, Mm -hmm. we start talking about one game and then we end up talking about like seven NFL teams because 
that's happening this weekend. We get one game tonight. We get a full slate on Sunday. You get to have red zone for the first time. And man, my I just um I think my wife is is slowly adjusting to me being like football obsessed, but red red zone on Sunday is gonna be I don't know if it's gonna be tough, but hey, her family's coming in this weekend to they're gonna have a lot of fun. So that means um she can't be too mad when I just wanna sit down and watch football from one to four on Sunday. Plenty of helping hands. Daddy Roush needs to watch some football. You've got you got enough people out there to help. Uh, so point being, like if I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, and I am, do I think Green Bay is going to win the Super Bowl this year? No. Do I think they're going to win the NFC North? No. But if this, like if Jordan Love is ready to rock and roll, and I really like Green Bay's defense, I'm, I, I'd say the position I'm most concerned about is just wide receiver. But point being, let's say Green Bay, Jordan Love, the Packers are solid. Only the Eagles and the 49ers are the two teams, the NFC, that I would think like, okay, they are better than Green Bay. Green Bay would need to kind of get lucky to beat these teams in a playoff setting. That's not bad. That's not bad for replacing the best quarterback in franchise history with a newbie to think that like you could, if all the stars align, all the stars align, you could potentially be the third best team in the NFC. That ain't too shabby. By the way, the odds have changed a little bit. The Lions are plus 140. And then it's a bigger drop-off between them and the second-place team than it is between the second-place and the fourth-place team. The Vikings are plus 290. The Bears plus 380. The Packers bringing up the rear at plus 400. Huh. But, yeah, it, it, you know, the Lions – the Vegas thinks the Lions are kind of your heavy favorites in the NFC North for what it's worth. And then after that, it's really anybody's guess there. But bring it on. If, if they're going to say the Detroit Lions are the team to beat in the NFC North, then then bring it on. Did you all see the list of the quarterbacks that, that the Packers are going to play this year? No. Uh, I have not. But um, It's not good. <laughs> some of those is, yeah, like uh, I, I heard somebody list the Packers – or who the Jags quarterbacks they're playing this year. And, yeah, you, sometimes the schedule, like, it's hard to get past the logos. The best way to do it is who are the quarterbacks they're going to play? And you're like, oh, well, they're going to win that game. <laughs> My jerk friend, David, Big Bag Dave, he told me, well, all those teams are looking at Jordan Love on, on their schedule, and they're not scared about him. Oh, wow. And he's got a point there. That's true, yeah. It's true. I mean, it is true. It is true, as much as I hate to ever give him credit. But Packers, I'll go through. I won't go through the whole thing. But Justin Fields, Desmond Ritter, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Kenny Pickett, Justin Herbert, Jared Goff. That's just up to week 12. Like, you know, there's teams that are better than the Packers there. But none of those quarterbacks really should have you shaking in your boots, I would think. Uh, you do get Patrick Mahomes later in the season, but you also get Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, so Daniel Jones, you know, not people that you really should be over. But it's kind of a different era of quarterbacks in the NFL now. You know, Brady's gone. Rodgers is with a new team, which is going to be weird. Uh, while we're talking NFL, I'm, I'm big on the Jets, folks. Oh, you, you, it's because you watch Hard Knocks. You're getting did, the Hard yep. Knocks bump. You got yep. to pump the – you got to – Try to exert some self-control. You're exactly right about that. It's 1,000% the Hard Knocks bump. I finished the episode last night. It's just such a good feeling finishing Hard Knocks and being like, all right, when does football start? Oh, tomorrow. Like, you held my hand all the way up to the football season. Give you a big kiss on your forehead, Hard Knocks. Thank you for that. 
we're long overdue for uh, for our break. We need to talk a little UK football. We need to talk a little UK basketball. I'm happy to keep talking NFL uh, because it's just it's a special day. The season starts. We'll get to all of it. Uh, there's a hilarious stat I've got to tell you all coming out of the World Cup in basketball. And then we've got Trivia Thursday in hour number two. We haven't even mentioned that yet, but it's going to be a jam-packed Kentucky roll call for you. Don't go anywhere. Justin Kalen's the producer. Nick Roush. I'm TJ Walker. We'll be right back. And what you gonna do when Kentucky Roll Call, Walker and Roush, run wild on you. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. It's been a short week, but we're rolling right along. NFL tonight, college football tonight, only one game. It is Louisville hosting Murray State. And then Friday edition of the show tomorrow, get you ready for Cats versus EKU. We'll talk a little bit about that here Get your text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. And do not forget about our friends at Shady Rays. It was great to see them last Friday. Uh, They hooked up the Kentucky Roll Call crew. Have you all put on those shirts they gave us? Oh, my gosh. So freaking comfortable. Game changers. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what they're called. They're their SPF 30 shirts. So they're they're designed to be worn out in the sun. And it's kind of like what you see, like, people with lawn crews and stuff wearing. I don't know if I've ever actually had a shirt like that before. Most comfortable shirt I own. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That shirt it feels just like this, like, cozy blanket on your skin. Uh, they're not just a sunglass company at Shady Rays. I highly, highly recommend these shirts. I will definitely be getting more for next summer. I'm probably going to let this one ride out for, like, the rest of this year until hot weather comes again next year. But, man, they hooked us up. And those shirts are one of my favorite things that I own. So shout out to Shady Rays. You can use promo code Big X and save, is it 40% now? And I think they've bumped it up from the 25%. So use promo code Big X for something special. I can promise you that when you go to ShadyRays.com. Highly recommend those shirts. Also, if you're thinking, if you've got somebody like a gift, you need a gift for somebody. Those shirts. Because it might not be something somebody buys themselves, like myself. I wouldn't think to buy that. They gave them to us, and now I just can't. I would want like 16 of those. I'd want to wear one every single day if I could. So ShadyRays.com and use that promo code BIGX when checking out. I'm, I'm in the same boat, TJ. I, I love the shirt, and it's a long-sleeve shirt, which I don't have very many long-sleeve shirts, maybe four or five. So that's going to come in handy in the wintertime, too. You can wear it in the wintertime. It doesn't have to be just for the sun. So, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. I, great, great gift. You can. You can wear it anytime you want. I yeah. do think it's meant to be like a breathable long sleeve shirt. Though. Sure. So like yeah. if you're if you're looking for something that's gonna keep you really, really warm, I bet that isn't nothing, but you may want to go a nice Mike Bray turtleneck. By the way, I have a question for you all regarding your state that you reside in. What the hell's going on? Why why is Kentucky turning into a zoo all of a sudden? Commonwealth. We're, we're Commonwealth. 
What are you What are you talking about, Scoots? They found a three foot alligator in Shawnee, and then yesterday, saw there, that. yesterday there were reports of flamingos in Kentucky. What the hell's going on? The flamingo is the hurricane, like driving animals north, um, and uh, because of climate change, like we're things are going to get more humid and tropical here. Like um, I noticed it already. Banana trees used to not be able to really grow um in our state at least for a long period of time and now i mean some of them will survive all year long i know like the they typically die like once you have a big freeze in november um but yeah some of that stuff's going to stick around the alligator was somebody's pet that they just like might get out or something they wouldn't admit it um but yeah i did see the alligator it'd be a hell of a way to wake up no just kidding. Walk out the door and it's like, oh, an alligator on my front porch. Well, and then I saw that officers yesterday, I guess, were going up to house by house, knocking on the door, trying to figure out the owner. It's good stuff. Anybody know whose three foot alligator this belongs to? <laughs> um, you'd, like, even if it was yours, you'd be like, no, nope, never what? seen it. A three foot alligator. His name's <laughs> not Sparky, is it? <laughs> You know a thing or two about three-foot-long lizards. Actually, no. When we put it like that, it's crazy to think that Sparky was double the size of this alligator. I mean, that is crazy. <laughs> that is a wild pet to have, Scoots. If, you, if you're relatively new to Kentucky Roll Call or you haven't listened, maybe. You know, Scoots' family pet growing up was this, like, six-foot lizard that used to be able to eat the star off the Christmas tree. <laughs> Every year would knock the tree down. Every year. And they just let it roam wild. It was like, it, it, you know, they th then they'd let it go outside to eat dandelions. And, like, this was a dog, but it was actually a lizard. <laughs> right? I, like you said, TJ, earlier about Abe, it, he was part of the family. Oh, gosh. I'd rather have a lizard than my dog right now. No offense <laughs> to Abe. But, uh, I'll, I, I, well, if Sparky has any descendants, let me know. We're, we may be in the market for a new for a new pet but yeah that's funny i didn't think i didn't even put two to two together you know a thing or two about these ginormous lizards absolutely yeah where i wonder what they're going to do with that alligator take it to the everglades is that what they said or are you just guessing? no that's just me guessing but actually when i think about it that's a lot of a lot of money for resources of yeah uh there was a shooting of a police officer last night at a place that i did an appraisal not too long ago 40th in kentucky um, the officer is in critical but stable condition, which is the good news, but that happened overnight. They're, well, this isn't Kentucky related. Did you all hear about the escape prisoner in Pennsylvania? This is not a setup to a bad joke either. No. Uh, some murderer escaped a Pennsylvania jail, and he's just been out on the run for seven days. Oh, yeah. So, I, I actually did see that because they had to shut down two score corporations, right? Yeah, and they, they're pretty sure he's like in this big wilderness area because these trail cams are catching him in the middle of the night, but they just they, they could not find him whatsoever. Uh, I, I don't know if there's an update on that, by the way, but yeah, that, that's pretty scary out of Pennsylvania. He crabbed, he crab walked up a wall, so he like put his hands on one end of the wall, his feet on the back, and he just like, you know, pushed himself up, and then he was able to get out but he still had to go over two things of the barbed wire circle and they don't really know how he did it, but he did. And he's out on the run, but I don't know if he's been caught yet or not. The crab walk. I just, uh, 
I can imagine it. I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> it sounds so challenging. What, what Somebody there? tried to do it like two months before or something like that, and they he wasn't he was able to get up on the roof, but he wasn't able. They caught him in time. So like they think that this guy learned it from him, but learned from his mistake. Would there be a more exhilarating slash scary situation than being a criminal and busting out of prison? Like that must be so exciting for those guys. I would imagine there'd be an adrenaline rush to that. Sure. But then at the same time, you're like, what's really better for that guy? Like living in the wilderness in 98 degree Pennsylvania heat or just being in jail. I mean, probably like the freedom would be nice, but like you're not, you're, you're a long way away from like living a normal life. Well, and he can't like, what's he doing? Killing animals and eating them. He, it's not like he's making a fire out there or anything, you know? No, I totally agree. Yeah, I would imagine that it's not a very comfortable life living in the Pennsylvania wilderness. Michael Scott tried it, and he couldn't even last a few hours, Roush. <laughs> um, but he did have a nice uh, shirt tent, or what did he call him? He cuts the sleeves off? Yeah, he cut the sleeves off. Uh, and then I don't know if this Pennsylvania criminal has a Dwight Schrute to stop him from eating bad mushrooms out in the forest. But, yeah, I imagine that the water's not very good. It's probably not a not a fun existence for him. But uh, he's still out there, which if I lived in Pennsylvania, would probably make me a little scared. Convicted murder out on the loose. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't want that happening. Uh, anything else happening? crazy around here i felt like um I feel like it has been met to suits point just a lot of a lot of crazy stuff happening around these parts maybe it's just deliriousness and sports gambling will calm everybody the hell down it'll calm us down this is not i, I think we are truly like on the brink of world war three i'm not usually like an alarmist or anything like that anybody keeping up with what's going on in africa it's just starting to like add up that everywhere in the world there's controversy, turmoil, and I just feel like it's only going to take one stupid decision from one country to really get the ball rolling. You, North Korea, China, know my... North Korea, China, and Russia are all meeting, which like you know you want to talk about a new like axis of evil. They're they're getting together to make like alliances and stuff like that. We are meeting uh, with Iran, which is kind of nice. Hopefully, we could although. I don't know if you have heard about that. We're meeting with Iran because we want Iran to stop giving Russia drones. But Iran wants to meet with us, but they won't meet face to face with us. So I forget which country is like being the mediators to this, but they're literally having to go from one room to another because Iran won't come face to face with the United States. That's pretty funny. So dumb. Uh So dumb. But uh, yeah, so besides that, at least we do have football back. So I, hopefully we get plenty of football in before World War III. One, I did see that India is changing their name to Bharat. Did y'all see yeah, that? Yeah, that, I did. There, seems... I don't think it's official yet, but um, I think they're going to. And supposedly that's what everybody in India calls their country anyways. Huh. So is this a situation where that's the like direct translation? or Correct. I think that's it. And I, I think it'd okay. be like if Germany said, hey, everybody's got to call us Deutschland now. Okay. Don't call yeah. us Germany anymore. I think that's that the equivalent sense. of what India is doing. Yeah, what is it one more time, Scoots? Bahrain? Bharat. B-H-A-R-A-T. Bharat. It's kind of okay. like when we used to call it the Ivory Coast, and they're like, we're French. We don't say Ivory Coast. We say Côte d'Ivory. Uh, yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm here for it. Um, I, my theory, TJ, if you're worried about World War III, 
Um, if you look at human history, like people go to war quite a bit, like, mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, pre- pretty much like constantly. So uh, we have we've done a good job of of staying away from the big ones. So I think that just means there's going to be some internal turmoil, some like riots, rebellions. Um, it's I think a lot of it's just we're just so much more exposed to what's happening elsewhere now. But like um, I was thinking about it the other day, like, man, we made it almost 100 years without a world war. Like That's actually not too bad uh, considering the way the way at least European warfare, like the, the European like for the last 600 years, it's like they can't go 10 years without it. So, like, I guess. Russia and Ukraine are kind of defying that, but that is a it was a pretty good run, pretty good run, all, all things considered. Yeah, but when you think about World War II and eighty-five million people die, and it's probably like, let's try to not do that again. Yeah, let's like that, do that, everything we can to maybe not have eighty-five million people die. Is that number yeah, accurate? That, that number would be much bigger if it was World War Three. Scooch, sorry, what is that an accurate number? Yeah, um, I mean, they don't know for sure. I mean, how many people died, but. Uh, that's that's one estimate. I think some have it, you know, closer to like seventy million people. But no, it's, it's definitely probably north of huge, seventy million. Huge percentage of the worldwide population. Yeah, and that's the 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 biggest problem is war back then. You know, uh, three hundred years ago, you would get a couple hundred thousand people dying, and it was savage warfare. But it was hand to hand combat, um, and civilians weren't really involved. The next yeah. big one, a lot of civilians are going to be involved. And hell, they already Bob, Bob are involved. Really, Drone strikes, all that. Bob can't like, always tell the difference between a guy in a uniform and a guy in a doctor's uniform. Um, yeah. You know, they they blow up all the same, unfortunately. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope yeah. for peace. Let's pay, pray for peace. Uh, and let's text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Man, what a weird hour we just did. That's that's the Kentucky roll call effect right mm-hmm. there, baby. You don't know what you're going to get. I will give provide some resolution, TJ, to your problem that you started the show with. Um, you were discussing allergies. Our, our pal Jude Redfield says that the ragweed is really, really bad. It's gotten higher, and we haven't had the rain to kind of knock it out of the air. So... Um, that's the solution to your problem. And the worst part about allergies, TJ, is the best action is prevention. And then by the time you, they act up, it's already like too late. So like, it's like a week to get you back on course. Uh, oh I, yeah. I'm host. I, yeah. like I, I, my body definitely wasn't meant to like live in the Ohio Valley. I love Kentucky. I'm never leaving, but it definitely like, we don't, we don't totally get along. Uh, it wasn't as bad in Lexington that it is in Louisville. I can, I can, my, my five years in Lexington, four and a half years in Lexington. It never, and I never had nights and mornings like this. I I just, I can't believe there's still stuff to blow out of my nose. I mean, it's just a, it's a Christmas miracle that there's still stuff up there to be able to blow out. A texture on the Thornton's text line says, sounds like all these old people hate Hulu. Also my Hulu goes up to 4k. So don't be cheap. Yeah. It sounds like you can get the highest quality with Hulu. The texture that texted that in was mistaken or just doesn't pay the big bucks for it. Going back to yesterday's streaming conversation, which really we got a lot of reaction from. People have got opinions on streaming and, and TV and cable. Go th- go go think. Huh. Oh, time to end uh, hour number one. Yeah, yeah. Glad we were, like we, it's over. We were able I, to get we were able to get to the Thornton's text line, but just one text. So we'll have to get to more in hour uh, number two. 
We'll get to some trivia in hour number two. Roush, also, I want to hear some UK, Eastern Kentucky updates in hour number two. And we've got a, yep. a Croatian sensation update in hour number two. It, during the break, go to Mike Rutherford's Twitter account. And we've got more Trevor Kelsey edits from his golf shot. that I, it, He tweeted it out yesterday, but I'm just now seeing it. And if you haven't, man, it's worth a great chuckle. A great chuckle. The producers of Big X Sports Radio, just content machines. We love them. Hour number two, KRC coming up next. We'll have Corey Price on. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this. Over? Did you say over? I heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. It's hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on the Big Eight Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush, TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, getting you ready for the first game of the 2023 NFL season. Also, the Cats are hosting Eastern Kentucky this Saturday. want to remind you, it is an online game. It's SEC Network Plus, ESPN Plus. And the, the the other hitch in this, too, the spectrum disagreement isn't just for your cable subscription on your TV. It also would be your login with your TV provider as well. So something to keep in mind before you go try to watch the game this Saturday. Uh, a packed college football slate, TJ. I don't know how much you've dove into it yet i was doing a little research for looking as gambling show and this week's college football slate i actually think is better than next week's or than, than week one like you got alabama texas colorado nebraska a&m miami uh tulane hosts or no tulane's going to ole miss that's going to be a great game uh and then the nightcap auburn's traveling to cal which is just hilarious pac 12 after dark yeah, I think this week is awesome. I think this is maybe one of the better weeks of the year. You don't really know where like teams are going to go and teams are going to be ranked when it's all said and done. But no, I'm I'm super pumped for this college football weekend slate. And does it make you? This is the way I like it. When there's a really really good college football weekend, I like it if Kentucky is either on by or has a trash opponent because. I'm going, I've got birthday parties and I've got a busy Saturday, so I'm not going to be at the Krogue, although the weather looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm very jealous. I'm not going to be there, but I'm not going to be there. But it'll be nice because I'm going to watch the UK game, obviously. I'll watch every play, but it'll be nice to be able to look at another TV and be like, oh, you also have other great ranked matchups on that can that I can put my attention towards once UK is up by 90 in the second quarter. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I am not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed this game isn't a nooner on Saturday because uh, it'd be nice to get it over with. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't get the three o'clock start. I don't, I don't. Midday starts 
fans love them. They're the worst for media. It's just it's just our whole day. Um, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, for, for the Eastern Kentucky game, no less too. Right. Like, we're, hopefully this game's over with around six. Get done working by eight. Listen to the first half of the Texas Alabama on the way home. But yeah, yeah, not a fan. Um, not a fan at all. I, I really don't have any and like. Well, we can talk about it tomorrow when we preview them some more. But I, I don't have a good feel for that Alabama-Texas one at all. I kind of do A&M, Miami. And here's the other thing, too, TJ. You know f- people are going to overreact. But, like, can you really overreact that much for Nebraska-Colorado? Like, Nebraska's – they're kind of Nebraska, you know? Like, they, that, that's what they do. They lose close games. And <laughs> so, I – even if, if they keep doing what they're doing, then Colorado's going to cover the spread. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I'd have a feel, a feel for that one. Nebraska's going to play a lot better defense than TCU did, but it is at Colorado. I didn't realize that Colorado-Nebraska was such a like huge rivalry. I knew back in the old Big 12 days, they were Colorado would win the North every so often. Nebraska, way back when, they would obviously have a lot of success playing and, and winning that division, but uh, I didn't realize there was such a big rivalry. Deion Primetime said no red in the facility all week. No red. No red. Yeah, it goes back to the – I get Big 8 and Southwest Conference mixed up, but they were in one of those two that was together. So, I I think it was Big 8. I, I think they were the old Big 8. But, um, yeah, so bringing that back, uh, that that's one of those games where, like, you just know the lines are going to be crazy because of week one results. Another one um, that – the line, it's crazy in the wrong direction because of week one results. Utah and uh, Baylor. Baylor got upset by Texas State. Utah beat the Sonata out of Florida, but Utah is only a seven and a half point favorite um, on the road at Baylor. So that's that's kind of a stinky line as well. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, just, we'll we'll give our picks. We'll 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 chat about it tomorrow. Uh, do the, do the unsponsored picks of the week, which I think Scooch is going to be our leader in the clubhouse after week one. So Woo! no way you blow that one, Scooch. Come on. No way you blow that. I, I did want to mention that uh, for folks in, in this part of the state, this name you all know, Roy Kidd, they're, he, he's in the final stages of his life. And they're making sure he his final stages are going to be comfortable. EKU released a statement the other day. But when it comes to – he is Eastern Kentucky football, Nick Roush, and mm-hmm. won a couple of national championships there, D2 national championships. Uh, I've never gotten to, to meet him. And growing up in, in Louisville, by the time that, you know, he was, he was hanging it up and whatnot, I never really got to, to know how great he was. But reading these stories and hearing other people tell stories about what they knew about him seems like an absolutely – an absolute coaching legend and, and maybe one of the, the – the biggest names in coaching history in, in Kentucky. Uh, just to, to do it that long and have as much success as he did, what a career it was. But we have the entire EKU football family in our thoughts and prayers as he as they just try to make sure he has a, a smooth and easy passing. I think he's 92. Yeah, yeah. He started coaching EKU in 1964. And... <laughs> At the age of 33, and spent the next 37 years as the head coach there. Um, I think all, so. Matt serves me correct. I think he was there all the way till 2000. So, 
a, a remarkable run. I thought it was very cool too, TJ. Steve Moss shared a video. Um, they got Roy Kidd to a practice a couple weeks back um, during the summer, and they all kind of rallied around him and uh, sang the school fight song. Um, so I, I thought that was a, a cool way to send him off. And um, so our thoughts, uh, as you said, thoughts and prayers are are, are with uh, that community right now, which it's it's really teeing up to be an emotional game on on Saturday because not only do you have the that playing into it, but there's a lot of kids that on this team that are playmakers that were big time high school football players, very productive, but didn't get recruited by Kentucky because size, whatever, but they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. There's a lot of connections on the coaching staff um, that we've mentioned before. So should be some extra juice than your normal FCS opponent when the Colonels roll into Kroger field. Yeah. And and all that's interesting for a game that like Kentucky should win by 60, probably, you know, like, and you wonder if any of this, if some of this, if all of this will play a role in in how UK plays the game uh, or does or doesn't play the game. I don't, I don't think they're going to try to necessarily run the score up by any means, but you also still need to work on your own stuff and you need to make sure you're polished, polished, excuse me, Roy kid, 91 years old. And he won the OVC conference 16 times and was the coach of the year, 10 times inducted to the college football hall of fame in 2003. So thinking of him and his family. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We've got Corey Price on joining us for Trivia Thursday. Corey, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. My morning's off to a great start. Um, I didn't you got to unmute your mic, otherwise we can't hear. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. He always forgets that. Man, oh man. <laughs> Corey, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh my morning's off to a great start. I didn't smell poop, nor did I have poop on my socks, so, so I'm good. Good, good. You're doing better than, than the Kentucky Roll Call host, uh, that's yep. for sure. With with Scoots, Corey, did you watch The Office? Are you an Office fan? Uh, I watched a bunch of them. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm a, like, a, like a stan yeah, or anything, Corey. but yeah. Yeah, I yeah, gotcha. It, it reminds me, Roush, of when – uh, when Pam will let Michael do a practice run when he's answering the calls. <laughs> so Corey, just know that you're always going to get a practice run because the first time Scoots is going to accidentally have you on, on mute. So you can kind of try You can try out an introduction. You'll still be on mute, and then we'll throw it to you, and you'll be more polished. Uh, sounds perfect to me. All right, guys. We can, enough, enough of the guff. It's not going to happen again, okay? You, you've motivate, you've motivated me to do it correctly in the future, so suck it. I don't know, Scoots. I don't, poor Corey just stayed silent. But well, he's not going to stay silent much longer because you've got some trivia for us. But let's first just let's talk about UK's opening game last week, the win over Ball State, defensive touchdown. Should have probably been another defensive touchdown. How was it being back up in the booth with Tom Leach and those guys? Looked like you had a good Saturday. I um, mean, it's, it's the best. I mean, it's my second year, and honestly, I still can't believe it. I'm- Working with uh, Tom and Jeff, um, it's it's a dream come true, pretty much. But uh, uh, first half was pretty shaky for 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 Devin, but second half he was uh, almost perfect. So uh, hopefully that he stays uh, that way for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, what what was it? At one point, was he like seven of eighteen or something like that? And I think he only threw maybe a couple incompletions the rest of the way. So he definitely didn't start off the way that I think he wanted. But new team, new atmosphere, new season. Roush mentioned it on Monday. He may have just been a little in his head, a little too juiced up potentially. And then once he settled down, it looked like the Devin Leary that we were that we were all expecting. So yeah, I think he'll he'll look better on Saturday and I think he'll probably look a little bit better each week and then he'll start playing a better opponent and we'll see how that goes but at least in the meantime I think he's just going to keep taking these steps forward and and, and being such a awesome quarterback um speaking of awesome we don't you know we love the trivia games but we don't want to just bring you on here and just do trivia and get you off uh, because you did the top you did the first second and third team all Commonwealth Stadium teams and now you're doing the all Commonwealth Stadium Kroger Field Tournament from 1973 right. to present on your Twitter yep. page. Make sure you're following Corey at Corey P08, and you're leaving this one up to the fans. Yeah, I mean, I figured, I mean, I've done a bunch of stuff myself, so I figured, you know, what the people decide, I mean, let, let's see what they think. So I got uh, 32 different home wins. I tried to sp- spread them out uh, around eight each decade or so, and uh, started. Uh, uh, a couple of days ago, and I'm leaving uh, each first round up uh, for a day for fans to vote, and the finals should be decided, I think, on the anniversary of the first game, I believe, which is the 15th. Oh, great. Yeah, that's exciting. So Corey's filled up, made a bracket. Uh, what is it, the 16 best wins, and I think you've got it. You, you kind of broke it down one side of the brackets, what, before like 93 or something, and then the other side is 73 to 93? Uh, there's uh, 32 wins, and I have eight from 73 to 89, eight from 90 to 99, eight from 2000 to 2009, and eight since 2010. Oh, now I'm looking at it. Yeah, I did miss just even half the bracket. Oh, oops. <laughs> uh, no, very exciting stuff. So make sure you're voting on that, and we'll see what the best win in Commonwealth Stadium era is. Another cool little project Corey Price is taking on during the 50th year anniversary. Corey, what do you got for trivia for us today? So I've got a few again. Uh, first off, uh, last week, of course, we beat Ball State. But uh, the SEC overall didn't have a great start with uh, Florida losing to Utah and LSU losing to uh, Florida State. So when was the last time that UK won their season opener and both Florida and LSU lost their season opener in the same season? Florida and LSU, when did they lose their season openers in the same season? And UK won theirs. Yeah. Um, UK won theirs. So um, we're going to think out loud because this is radio. You have to imagine LSU did a rough patch there with uh, Gary DiNardo, but that was also right around the same time as uh, the Governor's Cup opening the season, which was, you know, about 50-50 during that time. So this is uh, this is on the tough side, and Spurrier was rocking and rolling. So one would think that, I know LSU, uh, I don't know if you saw T-Bob's little rant the other night after the LSU loss. They've lost quite a few of these season openers in recent years. So I would think it would probably be Coach O's. During Coach O's last year, that would have been 2019. That was 
Florida was good that year, though, I think. It might not have been, though. That was Dan Mullen's second year. Kentucky might have won, so I don't know. That that might be a good guess for recency, uh, but I'm – yeah, I don't know. This is this is a tough one. I also think it's more recent than we think. Um, I don't know if Corey would just throw one out there. That would be like – the answer would be like 1983 or something like that, but I, I, I also don't know. So – let, let's take a more recent guess, Roush. What's okay. a year that you could definitely let's, think of LSU losing a season opener, and maybe we just roll with that? Uh, I, I want to say I, I'm thinking 2019, because um, if they've lost five in a row, that would go back to 2019. Coach O's last year, or was that his, was was 18 his last year? I think 17. No, 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 no. They won the they won the title, and no. Brian Kelly, this is year two, so 22-21. 20 was his last year, but Kentucky didn't win it. You know, let's do 2019. Let's do 2019, final answer. I don't think uh, – I think I'll, I'll go 2017. <laughs> so, TJ was closer with his first uh, year of 1983. It was 1989, actually. Oh. Yeah, there's no chance, Corey, we'd get that. No yeah. way. <laughs> so, two, years, two, two years before I was born, I didn't know if Florida or LSU were losing their season. Florida was pretty bad back then. Um, yeah. Then they turned it so, on in the 90s. Yeah, so in 89, UK beat IU. Florida lost to Ole Miss, and LSU lost to Texas A&M. And Rush, who was the starter for UK in that 1989 season opener? Freddie Maggard. That's right. There you go. Bingo. Wow, there you go. There you go. You'd be in trouble if you didn't get that one right, Roush. Yeah. Um, I believe that was the year he dropped. It was either an F-bomb or an S-bomb during the coin toss when he lost it. And, like, that was when they would I, – I, do they still do this, Corey? Do they still bring the microphones after the coin toss for the radio broadcast? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, um, that's when he, yeah, Freddie got in trouble for dropping an expletive at Rutgers. Um, Can't do that. Yep. Can't do that. that. Corey, I must have missed it. Did you have any comment on the male St. X game on on Friday? Uh, I I don't have any comment, no. Sorry. (laughs) No, we were texting about it a little bit. (laughs) I I bet we'll see that matchup again in the playoffs. St. X at home took advantage of the Bulldogs for a 20-10 win. Uh, next question. Uh, UK is 5-0 all-time against Eastern. Uh, Eastern is one of four current FBS or FCS schools. The UK has played at least five times in school history, and they've never lost to them. Can you name the other three? And the, 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 the other three are all in the FBS. Okay, so FBS. Never lost. Never lost. And they played uh, them at least. At least five times. So they were FCS and now they're FBS. No, no, no. They're they're FBS now. I'm not sure what they were, you know, back then or anything. Uh, I don't know if they've played him enough to meet this criteria. But I remember the game at Paul Brown Stadium. They obviously beat him last year. Um, is Miami of Ohio one of them? Uh, they're not, but there are two Mac schools. Okay. Two of it's the not Ohio Mac schools. We know it's not Ohio. And I, I want to say Kentucky's lost to Kent State as well. Uh, I don't know if they have lost to Kent State. I remember Andre Woodson putting up some points against Kent State. 
And I do know that they've played Eastern Michigan quite a bit. I can think of at least three times they've played well, Eastern Michigan. I, I, all right, I, we'll go Kent State with one of our answers. Kent State is right. They are 7-0 and uh, all-time against Kent State. Let's go. Is, is Eastern Michigan the other one? No, but there is a Michigan school involved, yes. Oh, it's it's the chips then. Central, Central Michigan. Michigan. They also Gosh. played several times back in the in the day. Oh, the Danny um, Lafever era. What about what yeah. about Middle Tennessee? No, so you're all right about uh, Central Michigan. They're seven all the time. The the third one you all probably won't get because they haven't played this program in a long time. So you might not get this one. How long is a long time? The last time they played the school was was in 1960. Oh. 1960. Okay, can you give us a geography hint? Yeah, I, I was. Uh, this the school is in a state that borders our our state. Austin Marshall? P came. Austin P came to mind. Marshall's a pretty solid guess. Is it, is it Marshall? Nick, Nick is right with with, with Marshall. Six six and a half time. Where you go, Nick? But like I said, we we haven't played since since 1960. So. I'm surprised that hasn't been, um, you know, Kentucky's been scheduling all the Mac schools just for regional sake. Like I, I would think that they might, that Marshall might show up on there. They've been frisky from time to time, but yeah, uh, the thundering herd. Didn't they beat U of L not like too terribly long ago, or at least play U of L really close? Uh, they beat Notre Dame last year, Is I it, believe. They, oh, they beat him right, in a bowl yeah. game. You're thinking of the Byron Leftwich GMAC bowl, I want to say. No, they, had John a L. Smith? They, they had a home and home, and you maybe U of L won both of them. But this was recently. Like Marshall did a green and white out checkerboard out when like Louisville went and played at Marshall. I think U of L won, but I, I but you're right about that bowl game, the Brian Leftwich one. I remember where yep. I was at for that game. Yeah, uh, that was when uh, John L. told his team at halftime that he was leaving for Michigan State, uh, if I'm not mistaken. That was uh, 2002. 3815. I thought he, I thought he said that he was leaving during a Liberty Bowl. Ah, you know, I get I get all those <laughs> um, mixed up. But uh, yeah, 2011, uh, Marshall came to Louisville and won 1713. Ah, okay. I knew I knew I knew it was recent, or I knew that it had happened. Uh, all right, well, Corey, it, 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 I love a good old history question, but sometimes the, if the questions are 1991 forward, that would help. Right. Well, uh, I have one final one that y'all might get. Uh, so, uh, Devin Leary started, of course, uh, last week in his first game with, with UK, bad transfer. Uh, since 1972, there have been five UK QBs start in their debut at the, at the school. Four of the five were transfers. So, can you name the only true freshman or retrograde freshman to start a season opener at Q QB? Do you know this answer? I do. Do you? Do I know it. Yes. You. It's got to be a season opener. Yes. Oh gosh. He had was a, it? Was it yeah. Andre Woodson? No, it was no. not. He had a memorable think... first play too. Uh, Jared... The longest run of his career. Yeah. Jared Lorenzen. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Between the two. Because um, Dusty it... Bonner, he had a crazy good year. Uh, in between as a buffer, but how Mummy recruits Gerald Renzen, Dusty's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna get in a competition with this guy. He transfers to Valdosta State, and he won right. the, um, was it the Walter Payton Award? 
um, he, he won like yeah. their, their Heisman trophy for that level. Yeah. I can't um, remember what's called, but yeah. Yeah. He was great there, but yeah, Jared came in, started his first game, his first play. Mm-hmm. He runs like 26 yards scrambles at U of L and then like throws the mm-hmm. ball up and is like fired up on the sideline. That was the longest run of Jared's career. Yeah. Andrew Woodson started in 2005, but I guess that maybe he was a sophomore then. Yeah. Uh, Woodson's freshman year was 2004 Woodson. and, and, and he started against Auburn in uh, 04 as well. But it just wasn't the season opener. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that was a good one. Yeah, I probably should have gotten that one. All right. Well, Corey, that's great. You got anything else for us? Uh, yeah, one more if you want. Uh, so, uh, Ray Davis and Alex Rayner both scored in their UK uh, debuts uh, this past week. You know, the last time that at least two players – scored in their UK d- debut in the same season opener. Hmm. you got to think Roush one would be another kicker, no? I would think so. Um, I mean, just any, like, By kicker. default, because it's points, right. Correct. Um, McGinnis, what year was McGinnis? Um, that was, like, 20... That field goal against Mississippi State was in 16. Yeah, so 2013, I don't think anybody of note scored in their debut in that game. Um, oh, man, this is a good one. Although Two. I don't know if McGinnis was a freshman in 13. I don't know if that six uh, – he wasn't a senior in that Mississippi State kick, was he? Maybe he was. Did you, Kentucky have him back for 17? Uh, I don't – I think he was a senior in 16. Was he? Yeah. I'm struggling. I'm here. stumped. Uh, yeah, this is this is really tough. Um, yeah, I, I I'm not sure. Other than I know one. No, hold up. Here's the answer. Juan Dale scored the first play in 2021. So who was the kicker then? Was it? Yeah, but it wasn't Goodfellow's debut. Was there another? Was there another the kicker running at that back time? who made? Was there a running back who made his debut then? It wasn't C Rod? Was it? No. No, definitely wasn't C Rod. Yeah, I'm stumped. Actually, yeah, we're stumped. Yep, you got us, Corey. You all were on the right path with uh, Austin McGinnis. It was 2014 against U U T Martin. Yeah, we we actually had four. Did that? Yeah, we 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 actually had four players score in their first game play for UK. Uh, Had three three freshmen: Blake Bone, Mikel Horton, and uh, McGinnis, and a transfer, Braylon Hurd. Oh man, and you know what? I, for whatever reason, that UT Martin game sticks out to me because I was so high on Blake Bone. He was this four-star. Yeah. He scores a long-long screen pass in his first game. Um, man, I should have been all over that. Should have been all over that. Corey, you kicked our butts this Thursday. We'll get you next week. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy no the game on Saturday against Eastern Kentucky, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Uh, one more thing. Uh, once again, uh, any Cats fans in Louisville uh, tomorrow – uh, Cal plays uh, Lifton Christian, and it's uh, Bowley's playing. So if any fans in Louisville want to watch him play. Two of the top quarterbacks uh, in the state, Cole Hodges, East yeah. Carolina commit. Yeah, yep. but you're not going to get an easier chance to see Cutter Bowley until he's in a U.K. uniform for those living in Louisville. So check yeah. him out. He'll be in your city. Thanks for the reminder there, Corey. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday and your weekend. Thanks, guys.
See you later. Corey Price, he's with UK Sports Network. He does the stats, and he's game day staff for UK Athletics and PR Communications. We appreciate him every Thursday. We need to take our last break. We'll come back. We'll get to the Thornton's text line and hit on a few things that we missed. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin K. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You've been out with those losers all night. Hey, Coach Conrad. Remember me? Second period, gym class. I had to redeem myself for trivia during that commercial break, so I played the Barstool Dozen Trivia Daily app that I, I I play most days, but I don't share because people don't care. 100%. 100% on today's trivia. And I never get celebrity mashup, but it was super easy today, so I got all of them. So that makes me feel better about Corey Price kicking our butt in trivia today, Roush. Yeah, he he really did. He did. He did. But again, some of those older ones, it's gonna be tough for us. But but still we probably should do a little better than we than we did. I don't think that that's asking too much there. But welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. Show goes seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show nine to eleven. And you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. You don't need to search far and wide for the best Mexican food in Louisville. It's right at Salsaritas at one of their two locations. Middletown, it has a drive-through, and St. Matthews be a great day for their covered patio. Uh, make lunch plans to go to Salsaritas today, and remember them for any of your catering needs. High school football season, high school sports season, full swing, college football, NFL's back today. There's a lot worse ways to spend a Sunday than ordering Salsaritas catering bringing the fellas and the families over to your house and just letting everybody dig in. Don't have to worry about cooking. Don't have to worry about cleaning up. Salsaritas will take care of all those things for you. So we love our friends at Salsaritas. Make sure you have the app. You can do all the catering, all the ordering, anything you need right at the touch of your fingers on the Salsaritas app. And remember, there are two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Show's flying by today, fellas. Flying by. It really is. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. We're fired up, um, Scoots. I've got a question for you, um, and sure. it's courtesy of the Thorns text line. Hate to jump ahead, but Billy Big Boy wants to know if you're going to watch the NFL game tonight or Tom and Jerry. I am going to watch the NFL game, Big Billy Big Boy. No, yeah, no question it, about it. But yeah, but Tom and Jerry. That might be on the secondary TV. I, I can't rule that out. Sound on Tom and Jerry, mute the NFL game, and everybody's happy. Tom and Jerry doesn't have any sound. They just got like, well, I guess if you're going to watch Tom and Jerry, you kind of need the sound, huh? You do. Because you, you won't hear like all like, the bells and stuff? Yeah, tell, like give me a little 10-second sample of what the sounds in Tom and Jerry may sound like. Like a uh, ting! <laughs> ting! <laughs> That's all you got. That's perfect. That was perfect. I, I like. Uh, yeah, I think 
Was that a recording? <laughs> I actually pulled it from YouTube. I actually just played the Tom and Jerry clip. So you're welcome. I, I could see that. We've got a lot <laughs> more on the Thornton's text line to get to. Roush, it is a, a game week. UK's meeting with the media. Everything going all right with inside the football program? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's gotten a little redundant. The message that Mark Stoops shared on Monday has been echoed uh, at three media opportunities since then about cleaning up, playing more fundamental, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it just um, – I do get the sense they are – what's the word I'm looking for? The players are kind of pissed off because things didn't go according to plan. So, practice has been much more of a like, well, let's get it together sort of deal. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's been a, a little bit of a grind to get their stuff right. So, um, yeah, not, nothing too crazy this week, but, um, they're certainly planning on getting right. Yeah. It's a, this is, should be kind of a, a little bit of a more relaxed week, but you need to get as polished as possible because the schedule ain't going to stay light forever. And once it, once it turns, it gets tough in a hurry so, okay, that checks out. If anything breaks or any news there, we'll be sure to update. From the basketball side of things, we still haven't heard anything new regarding the Croatian sensation. Nope. That being said, I, I still feel optimistic, Rash. Where are you at today? Same. Haven't changed. Um, I'd like to hear something about tomorrow, though, because over the weekend, he can get thoughts and ideas to go elsewhere. Um, but yeah, all, all in all though, I'm, I'm, I'm still just not happy with a couple of administrators there. They can suck it. You still think it's just kind of intentionally doing this or they're just trying to be too, like too academia, academia, or do you think yeah. it's like personal? Um, maybe a little bit of BOFA, but like, mm -hmm. come on. Get get it, uh, yeah. Get it together. Yeah, I I agree. I I still think they're going to in time, but it's it's just annoying for all parties involved, and the stakes are pretty high because you can't wait forever. And when you can't wait forever, this guy now may go compete against you. It may not just be well, yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna have him, and that stinks. But it may not just be that you don't have him. He could go to a rival. He go to a place that knocks you out of the NCAA tournament potentially. You don't you don't want that. I still am optimistic. I still think it's going to happen. I think they're just going through the old rigmarole right now. But I still think you'll see Big Z in a UK jersey, and I think UK fans help to a certain degree. Uh, you know, if you went too far or you were nasty to somebody, then then you went too far. But I think for the most part, just the kind of hey, UK admissions, what the heck's going on? We noticed that something's stinking here. Why don't you figure it out? I agree with exactly what Roush said yesterday. I still think this probably should have stayed in-house and figured out among athletics and academics without athletics having to go to academics to whine and complain about all this. But you know what? We are where we are at the end of the day. As long as they get it done, all is well that ends well. Just get it, get it together. Get it together. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Text line a little quiet today, which you could understand. I think everybody's just ready for the weekend, ready for the sports week. It Besides the big Z stuff, it's been a relatively quiet UK sports week. Uh, UK other sports aren't doing too hot. UK men's soccer lost to U of L the other night. 
uh, which wasn't which wasn't cool. Volleyball struggled a little bit. Also, not all that cool, but they'll turn it all around. 502-414-1450 at Thornton's text liner says, Salt Lake City, Brian here. I'm with Scooch. Hulu Live is great. Woo! Thank you, Salt Lake, Brian. Appreciate you, brother. Just- Roush, have you seen the Twitter poll between Wildcat and Bucky the Badger? Yeah, that was disappointing. It's not over yet, but... Wildcats losing 56.5% to 43.5% to Bucky the Badger, which I've learned that Wisconsin fans do not like it when you call him Bucky the Badger. Uh, it's just Bucky Badger, they say, but it, to me, he'll always be Bucky the Badger, and I hate Bucky the Badger. I've always hated Bucky the Badger. You gotta, he's got to lose. He's got to lose. He's the dumbest-looking mascot in the world. He wears a turtleneck. He's always got this poop-eating grin on his face. I hate Bucky the Badger. So if you haven't voted for Wildcat, go vote for Wildcat. Suck it, Bucky the Badger. Yeah, take out your suck it in your suck it. Suck it. Also, like, are we still doing the poll thing? Like, is that? Uh, well, NCAA turn March Madness, they love doing poll things. They love. The they polls. love doing it. It's like almost you know, as much as U of L fans love stripper polls. They're an account that people that like the average sporting. I'm sorry to step over that. That was a good one. They they all they're a Twitter account that really is only relevant one month out of the year for like the average sports fan. So they they got to find ways to get creative. And if you've got to pit us against Bucky the stupid badger, then we'll do it. A texture says Justin Rowland has never seen a condom. Yeah, congrats to the Rowland family. They announced that they're going to be having their second girl. Their seventh child overall, and it's going to to enter this world in March. So a little March this madness. This is March. Congrats! That's a huge family. I I respect the hell out of people that have huge families. I think it's commendable. I think everything in our society right now tries to point you away from big families. So I think the people that hunker down and do it quite literally, uh, I've got nothing but respect for you, and I love it. I I will not be having seven kids. Although, like in another lifetime, in another world, I could see that totally being possible and being amazing. Justin is making it a reality right now. So, congrats to you and your family. We'll we'll keep you in your thoughts and prayers for a healthy and easy pregnancy. Because Ralph, sometimes uh, the baby calls all the shots, and if they want it to be difficult, they can make it difficult. I also uh, appreciate that he's just like he's going super Catholic with it. Uh, Her name, her middle name is going to be Fatima, which I've only seen that in reference to Our Lady. So, I love shout it. out shout out to a good old-fashioned Catholic family. Uh, another texture says, best of luck to Justin Rowland and his seventh kid. That sounds exhausting. But you eventually yeah. get, like, your own little ecosystem. You know, some of the yeah, yeah, kids they, take care of the little kids. and Right. Like, th- this is very common from where Brooke is from. Um, and I... They start taking care of each other after a while. The hardest part is just getting them around because they don't like he might have to get a sprinter van to get nine people in a vehicle because like I think they max out at like eight for some of those minivans. So, yeah, that that is just pure craziness, I'm sure. But they've got it down. I don't think they'd keep having kids if they didn't. The yep. texture says between a uh, uh, Roush, great interview on ten twenty seven the game, but no roll call shout out. What, Roush, you got to be kidding me. I mean, 
uh, yeah, sorry. I didn't I didn't yell roll call when I was on the Owensboro radio station. Roush, how hard is it at the end of the interview when they're like, okay, Roush, thanks for joining us today. You just be like, roll call. That's not hard. Yeah, how hard would that even be? We're not, asking, little, we're not asking much. I was admitti- um, uh, admittedly a little frazzled because I put a calendar update in the, uh, but it, like the notification didn't go off. So I just like, uh, my wife's just like, your phone's ringing while I'm doing the dishes. It was like, oh, snap. Let me, let me go hop on this this radio station real quick. But yeah, I always enjoy joining Live at Five. Everything going well in Owensboro? Yeah, that, uh, that station ho- uh, is the home of UK games now too, so they're pretty fired up. Everybody there says best barbecue in the States in Owensboro. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I, I, well, if you like smokiness, because the mutton really makes the smokiness pop. Interesting. I need good mutton. And the thing is, is you don't like, when else do you see mutton? It's not a very common meat, no, even not. though it should be. It's delicious. Lamb chops, real- they're great. Tender. Shout out to our folks in Owensboro. A texture says, between call me the breeze a couple days ago and the voodoo child yesterday, are you all shredding the music selection for intermission? You all are y'all are shredding the music selection for intermissions. Who picks the songs? I would suggest Swamp Music by Skinner for future use. And that's from South Georgia Wildcat. That's all scooties. Yeah. That's all scoots. Killing it. I've been killing it. And I uh already have Swamp King or <laughs> I don't have it queued up. I was gonna say I already have it queued up for Florida Week, but I don't. Not true. <laughs> well, yeah, you you got a couple weeks to get it queued up though. <laughs> I'll make it happen. Let's hope it's just not a Haley Minogue drop situation again where it's going to be the middle of the summer and you'll be like, all right, here's the Florida swamp drop. TJ, I'm in Milton, Kentucky all week for work, and I would agree that Madison, Indiana is a nice little town. It is a nice little town. What what the heck you got going on in Milton all week? Didn't really seem like the mecca of business. No offense. Texter says, is Scooch going to watch the NFL game tonight or Tom and Jerry? We read that one. No one sounds like a, st- a statistician more than Corey Price. So it's, He knows numbers. He's a numbers guy, and he knows UK football, and he knows trivia. Roush, you're going off on U of L football. What's up here? I mean, it's just my muscle, my my my, my muscles. My I, I don't know. It's like something in the back of my brain. Um. Uh, Keith Pointer says, if you want an invitation, all you have to do is ask. I love that that's the U of L go to. Like, when in doubt, you're just obsessed with us. You're just a closet U of L fan at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be drinking lots of beers, but like, I saw it's a, if you aren't on Twitter, there was a shirt from the Kentucky shop. It's like tailgates and touchdown and a U of L tradition. And it looks absolutely nothing like any sort of tailgate I've ever seen at U of L. First of all, it features trees. Like it is a, as fun as I enjoy tailgating, it's only because it's the only tailgating I get to do. It's it. That's it. Louisville has a really bad setup. Uh, at least now they do the first come first serve in the parking lot, but you're just going to a big parking lot. Um, right. And it's like like this shirt, it's like a drawing with like the trees and the leaves are turning colors and it's like a classic truck and it, t- it just looks so scenic. And I'm like, dude, every picture I've ever seen of a UofL tailgate is just drunken debauchery um, at oh, its fullest. Not a, not a tree within sight. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you're getting a lot of uh, we'll see you at the game tonight, Roush. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm gonna see you at the game. <laughs> yeah, that that shirt is just a lie. <laughs> Maybe if they are going to a game at Kroger Field and they're tailgating um, in the orange lot, possibly that shirt could be accurate. But but not not at U of L. You'll have to go to Roush's Twitter page at Roush KSR uh, to see it. But I like it. I like you poking the bear early on this on this Thursday morning. Yeah, and um, I was having this conversation with, um, I forget who it was at the golf scramble. We were in our Salsaritas afterwards, which such a great meal after that golf scramble. But mm-hmm. um, I was uh, I was talking to him. I'm like, yeah, this is it's going to be weird because I can't help but make fun of Louisville. But I also want Jeff to do well. So, like, I, I'm just I'm, – I'm a very conflicted person. But I'm I'm and I'm also very excited to go to this game. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild time, wild time. I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle it. I'm just gonna tweet my way through it. So or just drink my way through it. Roush, if your uncle wasn't the coach of Louisville, would you be going to the game? Uh yeah yeah okay I'd, I'd be well it de- depends on what the wife says but yeah just because like I mean I've said this multiple times I don't I don't get to tailgate yeah and. It's two miles from my house. The beers are cold. Um, I usually, I mean, how many, they play like a bunch of weekday games a year. So I went whenever they played Notre Dame a few years back. And I don't know if I went to one last year, but like, you know, it's a good, it's a, it's a fun time on the party deck, seeing people and a very good social atmosphere. So yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. That's a, it's a good, it's something different on a Thursday night than changing poopy diapers at your house. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, the alternative is sit at my house and um, watching stuff. So yeah, which is kind of what I have. I could have gone to the U of L game, passed up several tickets for. They're very available, but I just kind of wanted to watch the NFL game last weekend. I think took about six years off my life. So I'm I'm laying low. But that being said, what Roush is going to do tonight is is still enjoyable, even if it is U of L football. Um, even if it is going to be probably a lopsided win for the Cardinals, there's there's nothing wrong with what Roush is doing. Tonight. Yeah, like you get to tailgate. Uh, this is this is my time to shine, so yes. I'm going to shine. I just Makes hope sense. I don't get in trouble with my wife. Because um, well, just don't be on uh, your best behavior. Man, there for that Notre Dame game, she was pregnant, and that night I was three sheets to the wind. That was the infamous ran home from the like was like just running down southern parkway back to my house um definitely not sober and i thought i might get sick that night and she had her first edition of baby sickness that night so i'm sure i was just a wonderful sight coming in smelling like a damn liquor store roush it's so weird that you bring that up because i nearly played that drop today Uh, on our last (laughs) on the last rejoin i was so close to playing that one wish i would have now Corey Price says that somebody saying he sounds like a statistician is a compliment. He thinks that's <laughs> what you are. That's the, and you're amazing at it. And UK fans on social media and KRC listeners are lucky to get to hear you uh, chat about all that stuff. So we, we love it. We wouldn't want you to sound any differently, Corey. And we love your trivia Thursday segments each and every time. 
that drop would have been great today, Scoots, but uh, we, we'll have plenty more weeks to, to get at it. Yeah, we'll have fun tailgating, Ralph. Be safe. Another texture on the 40 <laughs> Oh, what, one more thing I want to mention. Uh, my mom told me this morning. So, like, if you're wondering how, like, my family is all U of L fans, but I'm the UK fan, um, it's my dad. He's diehard. He's this. He, he's smart, smarter than the rest of them. He got me on the cats early. So he, my mom said this morning, he's like, well, he's got to show support. You know, he's going to be sitting with the Brom family for most of these games he attends this year. They'll probably be in the coach's suite for a lot of them. So he bought a U of L hat, but like it's all blue with just like a little <laughs> hint of red. Like he can't even. <laughs> they make. They make blue U of L hats. I guess it's just like uh, I, it's probably not like a uh, royal blue. Like it's probably like an off color, like navy blue or something like that. But like, yeah, it's just there's just a little bit of red and a little and a, and a small cardinal bird. But that's that's his way of of showing support. <laughs> there he goes. Hey, he's being a good family member. <laughs> good uncle. Good uncle Jim. Uh, all right. Somebody said Justin Rowland gets it in. Another texter says Justin Rowland trying to catch Nick Cannon. How many kids does Nick Cannon have? That's like 11 and it, or maybe Philip even River? more. Philip Rivers is the better comp because Philip Rivers isn't just sowing his wild oats everywhere. It's, he's a one, one, one woman man. Wow. Shot, one woman. Oh, it's Nick, Nick Cannon has babies elsewhere. Shots yeah, fired at Nick Cannon. Yeah, he's got like three in one year with three different women or something crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Let's make final predictions for tonight. U of L wins 48 to 14. And I will take the Chiefs beating the Lions 24 21 field goal with 30 seconds wins it. Mm. I, I disagree with you on the Chiefs one. I think you're pretty close on the Louisville score. I've got it more so like uh, 49 to 17 is what I've got. So, Chiefs, though, they're going to roll. John's going to love to hear this. I think they're going to win pretty handily, maybe 31 to 20, 31 17, somewhere in that range. I've got a feeling it's going to be right near that number, but the over hits late. 31 27 Chiefs. Um, and then Louisville blows out um, Murray State and then scores late to give the fans a backdoor cover. Jeff Brom trying to be a true man of the people. Scoots over under beers Roush has at the tailgate and the game, oh. ten and a half. Uh, I'll take the over all day on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good. He's call. pretty jazzed up. I think this is like a three p.m. crack in your first one type of day, and he's gonna yeah. get absolutely after it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, beautiful, yep, beautiful. Yep. We can't wait to see it. Have fun. In all seriousness, be safe. There are some goober Uval fans out there, and everybody enjoy being able to bet in this lovely Commonwealth. Oh Lord. man. Took us long enough and enjoy the football action tonight. I feel like I'm missing one more thing, but uh, can't think of it for now. So that's what tomorrow's show will always be for. And get your text in, podcast listeners. 502-414-1450 will be a little bit more UK-centric tomorrow. Recap the games as well. And have a good Thursday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Eddie, in the NFL, are here. We'll see you on Friday.